2: Welcome to Nerdificent, I am one of your hosts, Danny Fernandez, and sitting across from me, as always,
3: if you're coming in live and direct across from Danny. But we have a guest today, let's talk about her. We do,
2: we have pop culture critic Joelle Monique. Hey, hey. how's it going? <laughs> it's good, I'm really glad to be here, guys. Mm, glad we, to have you here. We all actually saw the same film last night, but we were in different theaters, which is true, and you got stuck in the theater. I guess that notoriously people don't want to be
1: in. Look, it's the theater film critics don't want to be in. That's so funny. Film critics don't like 3D. They're like, why are we doing this? There's always seats left over. But I'm cool with it. Like, I feel like we've gotten to a level of 3D where it's like, I don't really see a difference. Glasses on. Is that like, I know. So last night
2: when you, so when you, uh, when you get invited to media screening, sometimes they'll ask you if you want to be in 2D or 3D. And so I was there picking up our tickets and I was like, oh crap, uh, I guess uh, who, who's going in a what? I was like kind of asking my friends and I know notoriously in the film critic community Mm -hmm. that they don't like going into 3D. So I almost wanted to go in there, but I didn't.
1: I caved like, and I went with the rest of the nerds in uh 2D. I'm gonna let the nerdificent crowd know that uh, unless you like just love 3D, don't don't spend your money on this one. It's it's not like Doctor Strange or like seeing in 3D was like uh, a yeah. legitimate experience. experience. True, 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 um, true. Because the special effects were wild. This one was like, meh. there's a couple moments with uh, Pim when he gets soups tiny where you're like, oh, this is like really yeah. cool. It's shiny and like fun. 3D's good here. Otherwise, it's just kind of like almost flubber silly. Like the, <laughs> there's the moment where he, dude's leaning out the door to say goodbye to his daughter and that's like in a wonky 3D. You're like that's too much 3D. They <laughs> yeah. didn't need no, that here. I
2: love when Harold and Kumar did their 3D movie <laughs> because they kept making fun of 3D technology. Like they would just point out of like their finger yeah. would go out like just to and that's why we have this. This, you know, that type of technology. But um I'm going to, you know, next time I'm going to, I'm going to go against the grain. Yeah. I will be in there with you. Be a rebel. Yeah. And also because you can show up later.
1: You (laughs) can. You don't have to be there an hour before the movie starts. Yeah.
2: Okay. So the movie that we are talking about is Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is dropping this weekend. Sure is. So when everyone's listening, this is, if we haven't said, a spoiler review. Yeah. Really not too much to spoil in my opinion.
3: I mean, there's there's a few key things I think.
2: There's th- it's not like Infinity War. Yeah, but definitely um, no.
3: you probably should have seen Infinity War by this point because we <laughs> will be trying to. There will be like light connections that Listen, I'll bring up.
1: I went with somebody who hadn't seen Infinity Wars and trying to what? explain everything to them, like yeah, like I'd be like. Okay, so don't worry about that. And uh Okay, so this is Ant Man. Yeah. Um
3: <laughs> I mean that oh, that post credits thing must have been so He looked
2: at me, he was like I Wait, don't... wait, wait, so we're gonna let people in case this is auto playing oh, on yeah. your for some reason and we don't want you to write us, uh this is your spoiler warning. Moving forward, we will be talking about spoilers not only with Marvel films, uh with Infinity War, but with Ant Man and the Wasp. So turn us off and bring us back if you haven't seen it yet. Yes. Okay, continue. Sorry.
3: Yeah. So yeah, no there was a post-credits scene that definitely has to do with Infinity War. Mm. Um as a young Ant-Man going back into the I guess subatomic uh what quantum... is it? The quantum level of shrinkage Leap. to get the health cuz it seems like at the end they they're working with Ghost and uh and they're basically healing her with the subatomic stuff, but while he's in there, they uh they Poof, they turned into dust. It so did. he's stuck in there for now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't seen Infinity Wars, someone will have to spoil all of Infinity Wars. I, would just, I just straight up told them, I'm like, so here's who's gone at the end of Infinity War. I just want to uh-huh. catch you up. You don't even need to watch the movie. I'm just going to give you the oral history of it. But yeah, I... I know, Danny, we were talking before, and you said that you, like, everyone knew that this ending was coming, and I wanted to ask if (laughs) if he felt the same. Did you feel like, because I was kind of like, no, and my theater was also kind of like, no. I I knew something would happen with the snap. That's just what makes sense. We're trying to catch up in the timeline, Mm -hmm. but for all three of them to be gone and for him to be stuck there, I was a little shocked.
3: I know. I like the way they did it, because I almost did forget about, like, Infinity War. I was, like, in Ant-Man land. I was good. And I, and I, right when he was calling to them and they weren't responding is when I was like, oh, yeah, this is when it's going to happen. I thought it
2: was going to happen towards the end of the movie, but then I knew that it must be in the post. I knew that it was going to happen at
1: some point.
2: So that's what I will say. I thought that it was going to happen to him, though.
1: I honestly so... thought we would get in the middle of the movie with like maybe either him or another character, uh-huh. and then we have to oh, figure out how to get so to cool. the end. Um, so I thought leaving it to the end was maybe... Almost a little bit of a cop out, but also I understand they have to make their entire yeah. film.
3: Yeah, that's what I like about it is I I would love because I feel like the, the post credit scene used to have like a through line. Mm. I feel like with the older ones, like the, in Phase One, it was basically Samuel L. Jackson recruiting everyone yeah and i felt like in phase two and three we kind of lost that because there was no reason for there so now i it's going to be fun that there is this through line of like we, at the end of these new movies we'll see who poofs
1: <laughs> <laughs> but then it makes the second teaser not almost worth it oh, like yeah, cause I this know. one I, I was like well let's just stay because sometimes there's two uh, yeah i feel and that I way. All the way to the end and i was like I, I think they were just doing it for fun. not care about this. Yeah, yeah. But I,
3: but I am pro make the important one earlier because I do. Because because I but I would love if that's them. the trend and I can finally be like, all right, I'm not going to stay all the way till <laughs> the end of the credits. Even though my mother in law. Force, she went to like film school, so she, uh, she always She's she like, We got to look at all the credits. Oh. Uh, so yeah, inside Lewin Davis doesn't have a post credit scene if you were wondering, <laughs> because I definitely watched it with her and had to sit
1: through it. Can't wait to show respect to all the people who bring you cinema. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh,
2: yeah. So let's talk about the the film itself. We did have an introduction to a new character, Ghost, yeah, uh, which is played by Hannah John Kamen. I believe that's her last name. Uh, she you would recognize her from Game of Thrones she was also in Ready Player One and she Killjoys Killjoys and uh, I recognized her from Black Mirror you did she's in uh, 15 Million Merits yes Yeah. which one is that oh, one that's, that's like the line. first season remember it has uh, Daniel Kaluuya oh yes where we first meet Daniel for many of us are our, I our know introduction dude they're plucking him. everyone from Black Mirror oh yeah why wouldn't you the Brits know what they're
1: doing when they it comes do. to acting Mm-hmm.
2: And they're they're us so much better than we. <laughs> they how are you Americans, getting? American American accents how are down so good? So good. And we are
1: shit. <laughs> I, could never, I can barely tell the difference between a British and an Australian accent, let alone pull off either. So I don't know. Could I could do us.
2: one, but I don't want to offend any Australian people, <laughs> so I am not going to. But um, yeah, they they're so much better than we are in every way. Uh, Anyways, uh, yeah. So she uh, she was also in Tomb Raider. And um, oh, and The Force Awakens
3: yeah and yes. so
2: yeah she's been in a lot
3: just in case anybody was wondering ghost is a actual marvel character it actually the uh, ghost was actually a male in the comic books they swapped it to a female but in the comic books it was like this character with like kind of an unknown origin who has the same abilities can be intangible can go through things and actually was in the Thunderbolts which would be cool if they do do a Thunderbolts movie franchise that she would be We will be so
1: deep cuts 2040 Marvel finally presents I know Oh man No joke (laughs) Truly
3: Yeah so so that was so, so just so you know that is based off of a character and she was really cool I liked her story I liked the kind of like you can see their Side of it like they weren't just straight up bad and like mm-hmm. in the end you know being able to kind of redeem herself because she never you know I feel like sometimes when you have villains they have to go OD on how evil they That's are true. so they make them do some irredeemable stuff so you oh. can mm-hmm. and then you have to kill them at the end I
1: love that she threatened to do some irredeemable shit yeah. and then Lawrence, Lawrence was like madam Neo can't be doing that you need yeah. to take it out I don't know if I've ever told either of you, but like Lawrence Fishburne is like my number one crush. Oh, like really? when I saw him at Infinity Wars, I was like and he's talking to Angela Bassett, oh, yes. and I was like, "This is so sexy," yes. and I don't know what to do with myself. I didn't know why he was there. Uh, like, I, didn't know I, I
2: didn't realize that it was because he's now in Marvel. Yeah. he's or now the in the MCU. MCU. It's crazy. I was like, "Whoa!" Just like it's funny when you go to the premieres and you're like, "Oh, like it's so fascinating who gets invited to these things." <laughs> yeah,
3: you know. But it, it's wild. I, uh, I saw Lawrence Fens- Fishburne when I worked at the Improv. He was going. Brendan Small had a show, and he showed up to it. Aw. Like, he was outside, and he was, like, just smoking a cigarette, and I was just staring at him the whole time. I know. And I, like, but, like, you know, that that thing where, like, you stare, but, like, when they look at you, you kind of look away. Uh-huh. And then when he walked back in, he winked at me. And then ah! he went in, and I was like, oh, okay. Blessed we, for life. I, I was like, all right. Oh you God. knew I was staring.
1: He's <laughs> so great. And this was such a perfect role for him. Like, this kind of fatherly, oh, yeah. but also, like, arrogant scientist. Like, him, like, the fighting between him and him. Um, oh, my gosh, why am I blinking on names? Hank Hank Pym Yeah Like that whole office Like back and forth About who was right And how things go down Like if they they wanted to do Like a whole 20 year revert Of just them in the lab I'd watch it
3: yeah, but also they like drop the nugget that he's Goliath. Like they, they were like, oh, oh the Goliath yeah. program. And Goliath, uh, which means he lives past Civil War because in the Marvel comic books, Goliath dies in Civil War. Uh, the Thor robot that Tony makes uh, shoots Goliath with Lion in the Heart. And that's kind of where people just kind of were like, forget you, Tony Stark. Yeah. Um, but yeah so like that's a fun thing that I wonder if they'll revisit they you know they have yeah,
1: to Hopefully,
2: him for this if you're not uh, yeah because they're gonna have like 50 people on their poster mm-hmm. next time <laughs> they had like 40 so yeah so this um, Ant-Man and the Wasp takes place two years after the events of Captain America Civil War and before the events of Avengers uh, Infinity War so Scott Lang Ant-Man now is under house arrest after the events of Civil War tries to battle which they bring up a lot yes <laughs> How he fought in Germany, um, tries to balance his home life as a father with his responsibilities as Ant-Man, um, and then Hope Van Dyke and uh, Hank Pym present him, and she is the Wasp, uh, present and with a new haircut, very so excited, good, um, presents him with a new mission to bring to light secrets from their past and also bring back her mom, played yeah. by Michelle Pfeiffer.
3: Yeah, that was that was a, that was pretty much a fun through line because I was, you know. When I approached this movie I was very I had many thoughts. One first thought obviously was where was he in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. But then also the the movie starts off with him being so angry at him to the point where I thought this was going to be a fault for the movie for me because it was like they seem so angry but it's like a huge chunk of plot they're not really explaining. But they ended up touching on it where Hope is mad at Ant-Man because he didn't come to her, basically didn't trust her enough to invite her to go help him out in Germany. And Hank's just mad because he went to Germany with the suit and kind of basically made them made them criminal. His actions made them criminals. Mm-hmm. So... And then you kind of revisit it towards the end when, like, once again, the FBI is on to him because he was telling Louise. And it was kind of a newish take on that classic balancing your real life and your superhero life. That was real fun. He was trying to—he knew that if he did not stay home, he would go to jail again and he'd not see his daughter. But then he also knew that he wanted to help Hank and uh, Hope bring back her mother and his wife. So— I I thought that was a pretty fun motivation because I feel like we're finally starting to get to this place where superhero movies aren't just bad guys versus good guys. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this one was a little more gray. You know, there was a you know, you kind of were rooting for Ghost when you found out that her motivations were pure and she was just trying to save her own life. And Mm -hmm. you just it was kind of that thing where it's like, I wish you would go about it differently, but I understand why this is so important to you.
1: Totally. And the thing I like about this arc is that the idea of the two year gap, the fact that he's been on house arrest, gives us like three really cool things. First, Randall Park gets introduced to Mm -hmm. uh, the the series as an FBI agent. He's so freaking funny. funny. But on top of that, just so damn charming. Like, show me close up magic. I was like, get, (laughs) oh, Randall Park. I really would like him to do more like through the MCU. I hope they bring this character back and we get more into like FBI shield stuff. His line when it was, what, you want to go to dinner? I love him. He's your, I agree. He is so precious. Two, the, the reason I love and stand real hard for the Ant-Man series is I feel like it's the only superhero movies currently out, other than maybe Spider-Man, but even Spider-Man is so geared toward making sure adults feel included in the conversation. I feel like comics are for kids. Like You, yeah. you obviously have adult-themed comics and and comics that are reaching out to an older audience, and those are also great. Love them. But I feel like we should be able to take kids to these movies, and they should be like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Beyond just like, here's a giant gun, kids. Like <laughs> yeah. you know, and so like yeah. the whole Hot Wheels that you can just expand. Like, me and my friend were freaking out because like what kid wouldn't want that? I like know. you yeah. take a little Hot Wheels suitcase in just any car, and now you can drive it. That's amazing. And finally, I just really like the fact that we get to see Wasp kick so much ass. Like the whole Truly. car chase scene where she's like jumping in and out of windows and flying oh, yeah. around.
3: Super dope. I know, I, I did kind of like that. Aspect that you get to see that Wasp is actually more capable than Ant Man. Yeah, like, you know, like she's like she hand- has to ride an
2: ant. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> and she's flying and she's doing like she's her, you know, for the most part, when when Paul Rudd as Ant-Man has to fight, he's more just running away and kind of fun <laughs> where she's just like straight up mm-hmm. like doing kicks. And that that was a real cute, fun moment when he gets the suit back when he kicks and he was like, I learned that from you. And she was like, yeah, good form. And I was like, oh yeah, she, she is. She taught him. Yeah, she is better than him at this. Yeah. And I feel like there always sometimes seems to be just an air of like, we have to, you know, let people know the man's the man, you know, and that kind mm. of weird. Uh, Machismo. Not even machismo, but almost gender politics, where it's like if if you have a man and woman and they're dating or partners, the man has to be the more powerful. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I would say that Paul Rudd, for me, does a lot of the same things that I feel Chris Pine does, Mm -hmm. where he can be alongside a powerful Woman without feeling um, threatened or needing to take away any of her spotlight. Yeah. It's true. There's um, never like a pull of attention. Yeah. And know? I think they're both men that would be like, no, she can kick my ass. Like, that truly mm-hmm. is how yeah. they are. That is that is how Scott Lang is. And that is how Steve Trevor yeah. is to me, where they're like, oh, shit, no, this, what? I need her. I need her. Um, Not saying that uh, Steve Trevor is a superhero, but just I feel like those actors are perfectly cast Mm and that they're they're comedic and they're able to. Yeah, they don't feel threatened and and the woman can really also shine alongside them.
3: I feel like that comes from the comedy background, because I feel like in comedy, you know, you're you're as good as you make your scene partners look and you kind of kind of boost them up and that makes you look good because comedy is all about almost like a game of tennis where you bat it and everyone gets a turn to swing where I do feel like we're acting, acting and you know it's all about having your moment and stepping out and that's what can kind of lead to like you know kind of pushing people to the side unless it's like two powerhouses like Denzel and Viola and Fences and it's just like tennis of spit and dramatics it's
1: an all-star home run game Yeah, just like I'm great.
3: Yeah. Yes, that's a perfect analogy right there.
1: I did want to read this quote from Entertainment Weekly.
2: It said, The writers were so excited about now being able to show Hope fully formed in what she is as a superhero, her power set, how she fights, and what are the injustices that matter to her that she wants to write. That's part of uh, the really fun thing of the film. And Lily felt by Van Dy becoming the Wasp, there was this incredible satisfaction and hope, something that she has been waiting for her whole life, which is essentially an affirmation from her father, has come. Um, also, just, yeah, I mean, watching the first Ant Man, which I watched again before we went to the screening. I don't know like it, I'm really glad that she got that she got this film I'm really glad that she got this film because it was it I understand that that wasn't necessarily her point in the first Ant-Man but um, it, it was so funny I forgot I was talking to uh, Kim Horsher from the Young Turks we were sitting next to each other and we were kind of talking about like even her new haircut which doesn't seem like a big deal but like the way that they had made her in the first film was really unapproachable yeah mm. kind of like an un uh, you know like she, she was icy she, she was icy she reminded me of like selma blair's characters you know what i mean where it's like this really like businesswoman like you know and and i i was excited that she could don the suit and and be a superhero um
3: yeah yeah. i I feel like yeah because they were trying to build that like she's professional and this guy's Mm -hmm. a slacker and they were kind of leaning on that and yeah when you do roles like that it does kind of box, you know, her into the corner of being, like, no fun zone, you know? Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, this time, she got to be all fun zone. I feel like this movie really took kind of some of the, you know, the fridging of, uh, you know, Hank Pym's wife almost immediately and all that (laughs) stuff. But, like, now you can, like, almost remove that tag because it led into something but lots of times the movie it just ends right there that's just the the motivation and we never see the wife again but mm-hmm. now we get the wife to come back and then they work together to bring her back from this well zone. and we
1: have another smart woman in the mm-hmm. room who's like way ahead of everyone else oh, like yeah. actual scientists. putting yeah. antennas in people's heads yes. <laughs> like, like you know showing them she's like oh guys you did so like in the most mom way too yeah. she was like oh you guys did really good and you came so close you need a little adjustment yeah. and that's where I am. Come get me. Um I loved her character and I almost felt though that we didn't get enough of her. Like yeah. she's oh, felt that way too. so on the outskirts of this story. Yeah, I kind of wish kind we had brought her back before the final battle with like the crime mob guys
3: oh yeah it's the very Three-way funny battles. interesting
1: yeah. yeah that they
2: decided to also have that storyline in there the yeah. like sea storyline um, which I do want to get into and we will right after this break
4: sent off today
2: and we're back and uh i also wanted to talk about some of the external characters because for me louise
3: oh, mm, so
2: stole the show As again he did last time. The best oh, so good so good stupidly good. When is Michael Pena going to get his please. Oscar award? When is he going to get his outfit? I honestly was like give us our Latino superhero he needs to suit up. He even hinted at it. He was so he cute. He hinted at it. He was so cute. I was like we're going to get it. He's going to get an outfit. He even said like oh it doesn't even need superpowers. See, I'm that like bless you baby. See the second oh, come cut The Yes. It wouldn't have made any sense well. because that's not
1: what was happening but no, I really wish that he had at least gotten his suit.
2: What if at, in the second cut scene they had been like and you just see him like oh Crap, they made one for me. Like and opening like, a package they had yes. sent him? Yes. We deserve, and he Please. deserves. <laughs> okay, Colleen Marvel now. Um, <laughs> truly, he's so great, and, and that's what I feel like. We've, we talked about this in our MCU episode uh, where, you know, Paul Rudd was also a writer in this. Um, and so I feel like that's important, and that's why it works so well is a lot of times you have these people with comedic backgrounds uh, coming in to also work on the film, and that and I feel like I feel like that's also another reason why a lot of these Marvel films have been successful is because you have a lot of the actors that are rooted in comedy. And yeah, he's just one that ah, uh, he would be a great. Can you imagine him in his own film?
3: Yeah, no, uh, that's that's what I really liked about this, which is one of the reasons that you know, everyone suggested Thor Ragnarok and I eventually finally saw. but this was just like a straight up comedy, just an mm. action comedy. This this when I was watching this I was like, "Oh, this is what your summer action movie used to be." Yes. Action packed, filled yes. with comedy, moved along, good story and I, it, it and it blew me away. It honestly did because I was laughing the whole time. And then you I'd be are. into the the action that was but going on. But you got to talk about
1: special effects, which really heightened yeah. the action. Which, again, brings me back to, like, why is this such a great, like, comic book series? And comic books play with perspective so much in their art design and in their storytelling methods to see, like, not just the cars, but, like, when he goes 30 feet tall and he's in the ocean or, like... Yeah. Um, Even the knife fight with Mm -hmm. Wasp, where she's like in the kitchen, the entire kitchen scene fight is amazing, and she's like blowing things up and like shrinking and stuff. And it, it's like you've kind of seen it before, but never really done as well as this. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's just so fun. I really respect what they were able to do, just from a special effects point of view.
3: Well, that's what I thought was so good about Domino and Deadpool, where you, I feel like when people are presented a power, uh. In like a superhero power in movies, there's this effort to be like, okay, this is just a tool and we'll just use it to solve these problems. Unrelated problems we throw at it. But then you have characters like Domino and even Ant-Man and the Wasp where they're like, how do we have fun with this? How do we create fun, interesting action scenes? And same thing with Domino, like her walking down and everything, (laughs) dodging her and her getting like that was so fun to watch. And it's because they're like, "Okay, let's take this power. That's kind of weird, like luck. And what fun can we have with this? And with this is like. They could have just had it because I feel like, you know, Ant-Man was all about like you either shrink or you get big and you do what you got to do at those sizes. Where this one was like, no, you're using it to misdirect. You're shrinking, getting big, coming up behind people. Like that's Taking fun. your
1: dream home to the beach. <laughs> yes. oh, the These are the powers yeah. I'm most interested in. Like they
3: really did explore the idea of like, what can we do if things can shrink? And I was blown away every time. I liked it. I was really excited.
2: I wanted to say that this was, it was like a, a classic heist movie really Mm -hmm. had a lot of those same elements, uh, that you guys were talking about as far as it being like a summer blockbuster. Um, I did want to say the Russo brothers were heavily involved in this as well, since they wanted it to sync up with, uh, infinity war. Mm -hmm. So, um, Peyton Reed, who's the director of Ant-Man and the Wasp, said uh, it was inspired by the films After Hours and Midnight Run for the look and feel of Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, While the first film was more of a heist film, which I still think this one was like a heist film, but uh, Reed described this as a part action film, part romantic comedy and wanted this one to be a little more of like an Elmore Leonard vibe. Where we have villains, but we also have antagonists and we have these roadblocks to our heroes getting to where they need to be and getting what they need for this mission. So regarding the opportunity for character development, Reed used the actions of Lang in Civil War to fuel potential tension between him, Pym, and Van Dyne. Since Pym is very clear in the first movie about how he feels about Stark. True, I forgot about that. I forgot that he had made those comments about how he just with them. Yeah. yeah, and how he feels about the Avengers and being very protective of this technology
1: that he has. So, yeah. 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 And they were pissed the whole time. Yeah, yeah, they
3: were pissed that whole first chunk and, they, and it just became clear why. And it made sense the way they delivered it and it was great.
1: I feel like they... I have questions, though, because they didn't sign the Accord. They weren't involved yeah. with the initial action. So I'm still confused as to, like... They're scientists and they built suits. Like, why are they in trouble? little confusing there. But um, I like the way that uh, it gave it. Like, I feel like a lot of times when we have heroes trying to redeem themselves, like Tony uh, at the start of like the Civil War stuff was like. I forget which actress comes up to him and is like, my son died in Jacobia and it's your fault and you don't care about like, like it became such a self-loathing kind of like, oh, woe is me. I'll shut everything down because like I need to feel empowered. But here we have a guy who's just like, I just want to help people. And my biggest fear is like, I just won't be able to be there for my daughter. And how Mm -hmm. do I balance out those two needs in a way that nobody gets hurt? And it becomes more of a I need to take responsibility for what's happening and, and find a path through as opposed to like I'm just gonna shut everybody else down and
3: yeah out. yeah that was real fun I think what, since we've been talking about the Marvel timeline as a whole I need to, to remind everyone that this is our last Marvel movie of the year
1: I was thinking that as I left the theater and yeah. I was distraught a little bit. <laughs> what? Look, we've had three Girl. like really great Marvel films this year, right? Yeah. Uh, we started with Black Panther. Uh, then we got uh, Thanos doing the big snap which caused yeah. like a bunch of chaos and then they leave us with like, it's so funny and lighthearted. Oh, nope, snap. <laughs> There's yeah, yeah. like a bunch of your characters and then they're like, Ant-Man and the Wasp will be back and that. Question mark, guys, when they, that question mark comes up, I was like, just, Yeah, that this was is just cruel a, and unusual. Can we have number four now? Because Avengers 4 is what's coming out next, yeah, right?
3: No, it's Captain Marvel, then Avengers 4.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. so, yep, we got our girl coming yeah, up. That's right. so gonna happen. That's gonna so be so questions. interesting,
3: too. Yeah, because there, there are a lot of questions I have about Captain Marvel. Because the fact that I, I was gonna say Samuel L. Jackson, but I meant to say Nick Fury has the that reader, is that's a huge question for me. It's like, when did you get in touch with it's the... It's a beeper.
1: I know we're focusing a lot on the year 1991. Yeah, it's in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, so my Captain guess Marvel is really? set in the yeah. 90s. Oh. So we'll be going back to 1991 to see probably that initial Britney interaction. Spears. That's what I'm looking for. She Feel better it. have some TLC. Like, I already am looking forward to the soundtrack. The soundtrack had better be bonkers. Although, some rumors I'm hearing coming off that set are really scary. And I'm so nervous about like what's going to happen. I love Brie Larson's like a champion of mm-hmm. like women and POC folks. So I need this movie to be really good for her. Wait, what are you so what hearing? Can, um, this is the place to spill it. This is why you come to Nerd I've episode. heard <laughs> a lot about doing a lot of reshoots, a lot of holdups um, just on the set trying to get through. just the day um and apparently uh not everyone is satisfied with where the script is Oh, that happens to all of these truly well i mean marvel's really good about like whatever is happening behind the scenes we're gonna polish it up before y'all see it that's gonna stay family business so we'll see but as marvel's first solo female movie Mm, there's a lot i I think writing on this but i will say for ant-man i really liked um we talked about two of the women but I feel like the most important relationship was Ant-Man and his daughter I know that whole opening scene of like well I'm on house arrest how do I entertain a 10 year old I'm gonna make a giant maze and teach her how to steal yeah can I tell you when when she asked to be his
2: partner (gasps) I think I I saw Ify get a little
3: oh my gosh
2: Ify was next to me and he got a little I could hear him gasp (laughs) whatever we've been told that we have to warn him when it's a father daughter film
1: oh
3: Yeah, uh-huh, as you know, his
2: friends, which I didn't tell you, I guess, about Coco, and then he tweeted a picture of him weeping.
3: I, I, it wasn't, a, there was pictures of tears on my face. There's you were weeping! <laughs>
2: it's it, okay that you wept during Coco, you have a little baby girl. hmm It's emotional, um, it was a lot. I know. Was,
3: it was like, it was like someone, it was like, uh, to keep it on subject, it was like ghost phased her hand into my heart and <laughs> ripped God. It out. just
1: held it right there
3: like the just the reveal and just every the when they connect all the dots before your eyes and you're just like oh, <sighs> it just takes your whole soul because that's also like another soft spot to me too is like father-daughter time skips where there's like <laughs> a gap because like in there was kind of like that in uh, interstellar when yeah, like oh, yeah. had to like oh, God. and i was like it shredded me It was like can you imagine you going to your daughter's deathbed knowing you're going to live way yeah. longer than mm-hmm. her because of the time like that like that type of sub- cerebral kind of thing always taps into me like that's so interesting to me and that what a what a like what a just
1: Thought. yeah I'm definitely a daddy's girl and so the whole storyline of like oh I, w- I would love to yeah, be my partner f- but I'd be a bad dad yeah just like, you love her so much oh my god and then and then the blended families narrative of yeah. it, you know whereas in the first film like their divorce was kind of very angry and there wasn't a lot of trust there to now like her new husband being able to hug him and yeah. being like yeah no we're family we all joke. love you like it's I, just, I love seeing blended families that work in our cooperative because so often see that there's just like discourse and nobody likes each other and
3: it's like yes, frustrating. Exactly. I
1: think that there are more blended families that work than there are blended families
3: that don't work. 100%. True, true. Yeah. Um, uh, so let's uh, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Uh, we're gonna rate it uh blank out of 10 nerdies. We said 10 nerdies, right? Not 5 nerdies? I think we
2: did 10. Ten nerdies. Yeah, I like yeah, 10 nerdy, because 10. you
3: pushed it to ten <laughs> because you didn't want it five. No, I don't. Yeah. So many
2: other people do five. So let's, uh, let yeah, let's give it our ratings and then talk about you know maybe where we see the future of this as well as Marvel. Uh, right after this break.
4: For over 20 years, the EasyBreathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own EasyBreathe ventilation system. You can get it installed, or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today.
1: And we're back. Uh Joelle. Yes. What are you what are you ranking? I'm gonna give this seven nerdies. Okay. Um I thought the film jagged a little bit in certain places. Uh and as you mentioned earlier, the stakes are just not very high, especially coming off of Infinity Wars where everything was at stake. Um it's solid, but not great. Mm-hmm. But still Is there something that would have done it for you? Like something else?
2: The stakes, I mean, I feel like, I hear you, and, mm-hmm. and that is actually the argument that I made, but um, I do feel like they kind of needed a break, maybe. I feel like they knew coming off of Infinity War, Um, well, you know, I'll just save this for mine. <laughs> I,
1: I just think that if the Thanos snap had happened in the middle of the film. I agree. I just yeah. feel like. All, like dealing with all of the chaos that they were dealing with, plus half the population is gone and what is going on. And I definitely can't go back to the Avengers because like at this point, his bracelet is still on his house arrest bracelet and he knows he's not supposed to contact the Avengers. But also, guys, what for real is going on? I think that would have been just exciting and like chaotic. Yeah, yeah I would have raised the stakes, but I get it. I'm not upset with it. I will still like ride or die for Ant-Man forever. It's so fun.
2: Ride or die. Hell yeah. Um, Ify, what about you?
3: Um, I'm going to go ahead and give it 9 out of 10 nerds.
2: Whoa! Uh,
3: yeah, because it was a solid comedy movie. The jokes all hit for me. The action was all there. I think that there was no, there was no stakes they could have put on this movie after Infinity War that would have compared. So there was no use trying. So it was great way to cap the year off with something fun and light. But leave us with that nice little tingle taste on our tongue to get us excited for next year. Uh, Michael Pena is amazing. He killed it. And then we introduced another a POC, uh, Randall Park. That's funny. Um, not to mention another POC, Ghost. Uh-huh. You know, just just floating in there, making it work. Everyone really brought it. It was It had heart. It was good. It was just great. I thought it was just my jam. Like everything about it was perfect for me.
2: Does this mean that you liked Thor Ragnarok?
3: Oh, yeah, I really like Thor okay. Ragnarok. Yeah, you did. Uh, Thor Ragnarok is definitely super fun, super entertaining. Same thing, like super funny. And it is just a fun ride throughout. Um, I swear to, I feel like Odin dies in every Thor. And <laughs> if what I know about Ragnarok and Asgard. He's the Krillin.
2: He's As- the, Krillin <laughs> of the of the MCU. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and if what I know about Ragnarok and Asgard is correct, I feel like he's going to be in the next <laughs> Thor movie and he's going to find some way to die again.
2: Yep, yep. Um hopefully that means Loki finds a way to come back as he does. Um I don't know, I think
1: he's gone for good. That next snap <laughs> seemed pretty
2: final. Woof. Woof. Well, you never know. Um I'm very excited that we have Ghost now in this world. I'm excited I hope that they do more with her character and maybe that means that she might be in the future Avengers so. MCU ones and not just in Ant-Man films. Hopefully that means that we get to see her now that she's kind of been persuaded to the other side
1: well we know there is a female-led uh movie coming up somewhat soon tessa thompson uh took all of the ladies and to kevin feige and said excuse me Mm -hmm. it's time for us to have a movie and kevin said sure okay so i mean i would love to see like ghost and valkyrie Mm -hmm. and like wasp and maybe uh um captain
2: marvel black widow Yeah, yeah all of
1: them just kicking ass Doing a secret mission. Hell yeah.
2: I'm going to give this eight out of ten nerdies. Maybe eight and a half. I don't know. These numbers I don't know if matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, eight, yeah, I, I agree that it had, I agree that the stakes weren't really high and maybe that's what they needed in this moment, especially after uh, Infinity War. And um, Paul Rudd is just so likable. He's oh, just yeah. a, a sweet, kind mm-hmm. man. Um, and, uh, I loved Evangeline Lilly, just kicking ass and taking names. Um, and yeah, I agree. Michael Pena. Holy crap. Yeah. I mean, he just like stole the show. I, you know what? I probably would have given it a 10 if he had gotten his own suit. <laughs> oh, dude, it would have been If he had entirely gotten his own thing.
1: suit. Okay. Scratch what I said about um, the Thanos staff in the middle. Give Michael Peña a suit in the middle and keep his storyline exactly the same. Because here's the thing. If you're like, oh, no, but blah, blah,
2: blah, like that wouldn't work. It would because the whole reason that Scott Lang works, uh, the whole reason Paul Rudd's character works, is because he is a regular guy. Mm-hmm. It's what would happen if – and that's also Paul Rudd's uh, – what Paul Rudd said as far as why he took this role, aside from it being a Marvel film and making him a lot of money. <laughs> um, he said that he liked the fact that he was a regular guy. And his motivations are – being a father like those are his you know it's not necessarily to be a superhero and so i would love that i would love to see Louis. there's no reason why he couldn't also be a regular guy with a powered suit i mean he even said he would be happy with a suit without powers i, I like i don't like... want to throw our baby out there because i know he would die and, <laughs> i feel like, like he I would I be like him
1: confidence all of a sudden though like you would see him yeah like yeah, yeah. peacocking a little bit kind of like he let's did with not the give the latino man
2: the suit without powers <laughs> and throw him on the front lines like i know what's gonna happen I to him it. i respect that um but uh yeah so so i feel like he could i i don't know i i hope his manager's pitching for it i don't know i feel he could step into the role of another character this is the soapbox and the the hill i'm gonna die on is that he should uh
1: It's a worthy hill. Like, I don't know if you saw. He did. uh, He also saved their butt a couple times. Yeah. Well, and if you saw, what is it, like, 12 Soldiers, uh, which he was in a little bit earlier this year. Like, Michael Pena has the range to go the distance. Like, he can hit those serious notes. He's obviously got the comedy. And, like, outside of the MCU, someone needs to give this man a role that can start winning him awards because he's, like, worthy. And I feel like we waste so much of our, like, really great POC talent and we don't recognize until like it's like oh Viola Davis is good she's been good for so long yeah. and we're just now yeah. getting to give her quality roles because suddenly we see her i just want us to start recognizing the talent earlier so we can get like a bigger discography of their work like they deserve so hopefully Michael Peña's agent is like out here hunting scripts cuz he needs something he needs something oh, big where he's he, in a leading role I
2: no i could see him as a superhero so um Anyways, this has turned into my platform to push Michael Pena as here, here. a superhero in the MCU. Yeah. All right. Well, we talked about this
1: film. <laughs>
3: where can people find you, Joelle?
1: <laughs> uh, I'm Joelle Monique, and you can find me all over the internet at Joelle Monique. If you hit me up over right at the Instagram, it's Joelle underscore Monique. Also at Pajiba, where we talk all things feminist culture. It's great. Uh DC Universe, I did their verses the other day, and that was so much fun, so check that out. Root for Catwoman. Um, Bootleg Universe videos coming soon. And, oh, I don't know when this is coming out, but in like 15 days from whatever today is, I'll be launching um, a Patreon for my new show, which is called Getting Out, which seeks to chronicle... The history of black horror in cinema,
3: uh, both from
1: a creative standpoint and from a like the actual film. So the creators, producers, PAs, critics, directors, writers, all of them telling their horror stories of being black in Hollywood, but also talking about black horror films and how it shaped them and their work. Uh, So you can check that out. Hell yeah. yeah. I did want to add one more thing. I forgot of uh, watching these films
2: back to back the first Ant Man and then this one. Uh, Michael Douglas cannot die. <laughs> Every time I'm like, is he going to die? He's not going to die. Is he dead? Yeah. Is he what? He's not yeah, going to die. What? What? But her her <laughs> hand went through his neck. Is he dead? He's not dead.
1: That um, should have been a death, though, right? It should have. Okay. Been. And you guys, confused. I
2: understand. I love him as well. I understand, but also, like, I think that would have given it a little bit of stakes. I don't think anyone died in this film, nope. except for a bunch of um, like side henchmen. But uh, I don't think anyone died. Yeah, even those
1: guys just kind of got shocked and yeah. dipped with some truth serum, and you know, this like... truly was a kid, like a kid's. Film. It's a kid's I movie. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, fun.
2: The jokes were even not, uh, they were pretty PG, most yeah. of them. So, wow, and no death. <laughs> a film, a superhero film, with, I'm sure someone will correct me. I, I can't think of anyone that died in this film. The Thanos um, snap I mean, does
1: not count as a death either. Don't, I feel like besides the,
3: like, cars flipping over and, and mm-hmm. you know, down the San Francisco streets, I think we've all universally agreed that those don't count as death deaths. Those agreed. are just guys being knocked out and sent to bad guy heaven.
2: Yeah. Um, I am at Ms. Danny Fernandez it's M-S-D-A-N-I-F-E-R-N-A-N-D-E-Z Ify and I will both be on a panel Friday Ooh. at Comic Con uh, I believe we're in the library the auditorium I think our yeah. panel's at 3pm um, it's Geek Podcasting and You and I will be on a panel immediately after that so if you want to listen to me talk for two hours please do but also we're we're going to be at uh, Anime Expo I think and San Diego Comic Con so come out Mountain. Yes, say hi.
3: yes. Uh and I'm your boy, Iffywady, I f Y N W A D I B W E at Ify Whatdy Way on Twitter and Instagram, if D's on Twitch. Uh y'all been coming out on Twitch, holding it down. Gotta say thank you. Oh, hold on. A few of you have called me out because I think when I first told y'all about the Twitch, I said I'd be shouting y'all out, and then you're like, where's my shout out Floof is the first guy who just will keep bugging me for the <laughs> shout-out. John Green eighty-seven, you came through with the fall. And then a few other there's a lot of nerd fam make sure you uh do hashtag nerd fam when you sub so i can write it down now and you get your shout out also today just so you know, we just released some merch. We so, did! We, what? Yeah. we so did! So if you're listening to this today, you can go to TeePublic, Public, go to the Nerdificent store. We have the Stay Nerdy Tees, lots of fun yes. tees. Yes! Get, get suited up, get booted up. We got stickers, all of that for your laptops and what have you. So make sure you check out that merch store. And uh, yeah, I guess this is when I say Stay Nerdy.
4: sent off today.